But um, it really is a privilege to be here. Uh, thank you very, very much for the opportunity and, uh, and the time. I wanted to uh, discuss what I call the Florida way and how we've done things in Florida uh, as it relates to how things are done in Washington. And I think it sets up a pretty good contrast as to a state and a government that actually works and gets things done uh, as opposed to what we've seen in the past year or even longer here in Washington. That I think really is frustrating a lot of people across the country. Uh, those who witness it, and certainly you get to see it up close every day, so it must be driving you uh, crazy. I want to talk about spending first. I got elected governor in 2006 in Florida and followed a great governor, Governor Jeff Bush. And in doing so, when I came into office, our budget was about $73 billion. $73 billion. And right after that, you know, the economy started to go south. And as a result, we had a decision to make in Florida. How are we going to deal with less funds coming into the state treasury? Well, a lot of states deal with it by raising taxes. We dealt with it by lowering and reducing and cutting our spending significantly. In fact, since I've been governor, we've cut spending about $7.4 billion, more than 10%. And we felt like that we owed that to the people uh, because they put so much of their hard-earned dollars into uh, our treasury. And we wanted to make sure that their dollars were spent well. So we continued to fund education properly, uh, take care of the most vulnerable in our state, and found out a miracle. We were able to do it with less. And I think that's what people in this town need to be reminded of, that families all across America are doing more with less. And government can do the same thing if you just have the discipline to carry it out. We also uh, reduced our taxes. In fact, I had the honor of signing the largest tax cut in the history of Florida. It's about a $24 billion tax cut, primarily targeted at property taxes. Vivian Martinez is with us today. Raise your hand, Vivian, please. God bless her. Please give her a round of applause. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, Vivian ran our, our uh, communication operation during our campaign in 2006, and is why I won. But, but as she will recall, we had two significant issues in the fall of 2006 that really dealt with pocketbook issues, if you will, property taxes and property insurance. And, you know, that's really what people care about. At the end of the day, or the end of the year, or the end of the millennium, they care about what their pocketbook is like, what the economy is like, and how it's being impacted positively or negatively by somebody in government or outside of government. So we decided during that campaign to take those two issues head on. And I said, if elected governor, I will reduce your property taxes and I will reduce your property insurance, or at least try. I mean, it's hard to make guarantees, but you can certainly promise your effort. And so we did and so the first session, legislative session that I had as governor was in the spring of 2007. And that's when we started to reduce property taxes as well as property insurance. In fact, I called a special session to address the insurance issue in January of 2007. Previously in my state, and, and no offense to any insurance company people here, uh, Pat and I have met earlier on and he was kind enough to let me talk to his grandmother in uh, St. Petersburg. But we had a situation where insurance companies in our state, property insurance companies in Florida would say, if the state of Florida doesn't let you, you know, raise their rates, they're going to leave the state. That's how it was handled in Florida. And we had a few hurricanes. And as a result, our rates skyrocketed like crazy. And people couldn't afford it anymore, literally. Now, most of you probably know somebody in Florida 
you know, not just grandparents, but friends or family members or whatever. Everybody has a Florida connection. You might even own property in Florida. I hope you do. If you don't, you gotta look at it now, there's some real deals. <laughs> it's a fact. So we, we reformed property insurance in my state. Um, so much so that now we have uh, about 40 new property insurance companies in Florida, 40, that wanted to come into a state and have the opportunity to compete in the free market. Uh, we also had something, a vestige that I inherited called Citizens Property Insurance Company. Really, Citizens in its original sense was sort of a dumping ground, if you will, for insurance policies in the state. Those policies that were the highest risk uh, and the highest potential payout for a company were sort of laid off on this entity. And that way it was more profitable for insurance companies to have all the other policies. Great for the company, not so great for the consumer. And so we kind of flipped it around and said, in Florida, we're going to do it differently. You know, if, if we have this entity that was created before I became governor, we will have it, but we want it to be competitive. We want it to be able to offer policies to anybody. Uh, and we want to make sure that the people have that power of choice. And so that's what we instituted. Since I've been governor, we now have had a reduction in property insurance rates in the Sunshine State of over 16%. They have never, ever gone down in the history of my state. Well, now they have. As to property taxes, we knew that that was the other part of the double whammy that was hitting people, and hitting them hard. You know, Florida is a relatively inexpensive state to live in. We are still the state, I'm proud to tell you, with no income tax. We have a corporate income tax, but I'm proposing a reduction of the corporate income tax this session, and I believe we'll get it passed. But we really are a, a state that lives within our means. We are the only mega state that I'm aware of that has a balanced budget. The only one. You know, the Cato Institute said I'm the most fiscally conservative governor in America. There was a reason. The reason was because I think we do it right in my state. We do live within our means. We have gotten it and understand that living well does mean living within your means. So on taxes, we've reduced them. Property insurance, we've reduced them. Spending, we've slashed it. But I want to talk about education, too. <clears throat> education, I think, is the key to a successful life. I'm, I'm confident of it. It's, uh, I'm a proud product of Florida's public school system and our state university system. Maybe I should give you just a very brief biography background. I was born in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Uh, when I was six weeks old, my family moved to Atlanta, Georgia. My father went to medical school at Emory. When I was three, we moved to St. Petersburg, Florida, and that's where I grew up and went to public school. When I first went to college, I went to Wake Forest, which I told my friend, my fellow North Carolinian fan, Wake Forest in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I played football there. You wouldn't believe it looking at me today. But I was a quarterback. And, uh, but I missed Florida. So I transferred back to Florida State University in Tallahassee. And did not play football. Studied because I wanted to get into law school. And I went to law school at the Cumberland School of Law in Birmingham, Alabama. When I finished law school, I didn't have a job lined up. I went back to my home in St. Petersburg. I went to the local law school, Stetson University, and looked at their placement board. And they had advertised there what I thought sounded like a pretty neat job, to work for the baseball commissioner's office, the minor league division, which was based in St. Pete. So I set up an interview with the guy. He ended up hiring me, and I got $19,000 a year and thought I was on top of the world. But it was a great job. I worked under Commissioner Bowie Kuhn and Peter Ubroff, and it was a lot of fun. That was in the early 80s. About 1987, I met a guy named Mitch Bangwall, who's worked in this town for a long time. Uh, who was running the campaign of Congressman Connie Mack. 
And Congressman Connie Mack, not the current one, was running for the U.S. Senate in the 1988 race. And so I met with Mitch, and he said, you know, you live in Pinellas County, you're active in the Republican Party, maybe you could be active in our campaign. And I said, I would love to be. And, and uh, you may be surprised to hear what Connie's slogan was back then, in 1988. It was prescient to today. It was less taxing, less spending, less government, more freedom. Those words from U.S. Senator Connie Mack are more true today than they were back in 88 when he won. But I, uh, I worked on the campaign. He won. At the time, it was the closest U.S. Senate victory in the history of Florida. There may be another one coming. Stay tuned. But it was, and it was great working for him because not only was he a great Republican and a great conservative, he was also a decent human being. And he understood civility. And he understood what Ronald Reagan understood. That as a party, we have to be a big tent. Because if we're not a big tent, in our business, you know, and it is a business, it's called democracy. If you're not in the majority, you don't win. And you can't get things done. Just look up the hill. Now, I think they'll change in November. I'm hopeful too, Tim. I believe that they will. But it's true. And Jack Kemp got it too. Remember from Buffalo? He was the kind of guy that, you know, when he was Secretary of Housing, he went into the inner cities all over this country because he understood that we needed to reach out. It's important to do that. Our party needs to do that in order to be successful and continue to be successful. But Connie really taught me that. You know, a very decent guy, you know, one of the nicest people you'd ever want to meet. He still comes up here occasionally, and I'm sure if you know him, you would agree with my assessment. 